You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Tina Amini. Happy holidays, everybody. Justin Davis. Happy Scoopness. And <laughs> Sam Claiborne. And Happy New Year. And it is the moment you've all been waiting for. Uh, the 75th annual Damey Awards have arrived. Um, we have a little bit of a pre-show for you first. Uh, we'll have the, the Damey Awards coming up. We're going to do our sort of year-in-review look back at... Uh, uh, what content uh, performed the best on IGN this year. But first, sort of as uh, an opening act for the Damie Awards uh, is that Perfect Dark announcement that we ran out of time to get to last week. Uh, announced at the Game Awards, we, all we've got is like a teaser trailer so far, and we know it's from the Initiative new studio from Microsoft. So I love Perfect Dark. Uh, you do? I'm, yeah. Which Perfect Dark? What do you mean? The first Which Perfect one? Dark. Perfect Dark. Okay. All right, yeah, the game's great. Amazing game. I didn't game. realize you were such a big fan. I mean, I, I like Perfect Dark, sure. What, what's I what's love, not to like? I love Perfect that's Dark. What it, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand that, what, the original is oh, probably over 20 years old at this point. Listen, uh, we play 20 questions all the time. You should know this. That game came out, I believe, in 1998. I was going to say 98. So 22 years old. Uh, there's only one good one. There's, you know, the bad one on 360. Then there's a Game Boy Color version that I'm sure nobody played. Uh, so it's like, it's been a long time and it's a completely different type of game to like a first person shooter. You'd find it's not today. rare. It's it's not rare making it. Uh, it's a slower, it's like a slow paced first person shooter, which is partly because of, you know, the tech it was running on at the time and partly because Joanna Dark is a spy. So it makes sense mm-hmm. that she's a little bit sneaking around, not yeah, getting good. in huge gunfights with a hundred enemies. So I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it actually makes sense 
to bring this game back. Um, I, I just want to make a correction. Perfect Dark was 2000. In the year 2000. Okay, so 20 yeah. years old. Yeah, I, I totally remember the year 2000 now and when that came out. Yeah. I, have a, I, have, I have a question for you, Damon. Yeah. I don't want to ruffle any feathers with this. Mm-hmm. Do you, mm-hmm. Does this game have to be first person? Um, I mean, does it have to? No, just the first one was. So I, I don't know. I just like everyone like, oh, Perfect Dark. It's a first person shooter. But you touched on this earlier. I, I don't really think about it that way. I think about it more as like an adventure you know, you're using gadgets, you're crawling around, you know, you're looking through security yeah. feeds, there's a goofy sure. alien, like, yeah. <laughs> so in my mind, it doesn't actually have to be a first-person shooter. Like, I think it could be a different thing. They could pull a God of War with it. It could be set in feudal Japan. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Might be an improvement. Yeah, but then I'd have to, like, um, uh, play a mental exercise where I just tell myself it's not a perfect dark game, and it's actually a... Uh, anyway, <laughs> so I so I I like I like Perfect Dark a lot too, Damon. I don't know yeah. that I would say I love it, but I really like it. I was a big fan. I played it a lot. Um, the initiative is described as a quadruple A studio, like oh boy. highest of the high tier. And I'm like, and again, I like Perfect Dark. I'm like, is this really like really? I, I mean, I know, yeah, I know. That's like, this is the thing. <laughs> I I tend to agree with you. <laughs> Uh, they kind of have to like reintroduce yeah. Perfect Dark to two new generations of gamers, right? Well, didn't they like uh, refocus it around like eco sci-fi and not around aliens for some reason? What I mean, I just from the TV aliens. trailer? Yeah, from the t- and zero. from the intro where they talked about it a lot in the, oh. the awards ceremony well, stuff. Yeah, I think that's just like the the theme around like you know th- those corporations. They're really uh, warm in the globe and what mm-hmm. have you. Um, and nature will retake, you know, uh, will retake society. There's overgrown vines everywhere, but there could still be aliens. The, the original, the original had a real vibe of like conspiracy theory, like secret societies and yeah. stuff that like, no, no, it's cool. Um, here's one thing that's encouraging to me. Uh, the head of, uh, the initiative studio is Daryl Gallagher. Uh, and he was at crystal dynamics when they rebooted Tomb Raider and he was like oh, the, cool. the head of sort of rebooting Tomb Raider and whatever it was mm-hmm. 2013. So that's encouraging to me because they've done, so they've done that. That was like, that was a big success, right? So mm-hmm. maybe they can do the same thing with Perfect Dark. I hope they can. That's why they consider it a like quadruple A studio. It's supposed to be like a, you know, super powered group of developers come from so many different backgrounds. Like the director, mm-hmm. um, Drew Murray was also, uh, who worked on Sunset Overdrive. So there's like yeah. a lot of, Mm-hmm. Um, star players here that should be able to borrow elements that worked really well in their games from their previous careers uh, yeah. that they could possibly put into here. So it's kind of a super group studio. I didn't realize that. Um, oh, I mean, I guess we've been hearing, I wouldn't even know the name if there weren't people attached to it that, that I had heard of. Um, so uh, uh, Perfect Dark ended with these like, you know, the conspiracy and the alien that, and then I don't remember any of that in Zero. Did you play Zero? I never played Zero because it was just it, it never got it didn't get good reviews. I didn't have a 360 right at launch. Yeah, it had that so, bump mapping. Just, yeah, Zero's it, probably. I mean, I'm sure you can buy it on an Xbox Series console. Play it. Is Try it not? Um, is it not in Rare Replay? Good question. Did Rare make it? Was it a Rare game? Yeah, it's a Rare game. Yeah, it was, um, maybe yeah, it wasn't Rare Replay. I'm yeah. gonna look it up on the Xbox Store see what it costs. Yeah. Worth, maybe worth checking out before. But yeah, this is a surprising reboot also just to not know anything about it except for mm-hmm. that teaser. Like that teaser doesn't show anything that looks like Perfect Dark except for Joanna Dark having like an, a, a, she always had a distinct haircut. 
mm-hmm. and they show that in this. That's it. Yeah. That's the only connection. It's perfect. Perfect Dark Zero is fifteen bucks. If you want to buy it and play it, mm-hmm. seems a little steep. <laughs> yeah. for, uh, I know we've talked about this received on- Xbox 360 launch game. Uh, <laughs> you know, I know we've talked about this on Scoop, but it's so crazy that Xbox has like unified their ecosystem now. Where, like, if you have an Xbox console, you can buy and download and play this game right now. It, it's yeah. it still feels ahead of its time, although that should be how you know Nintendo consoles and Sony consoles work too. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Tina, have you played Perfect Dark? I haven't, um, but the just from a cinematic, uh, this one looks pretty interesting. Just in, t- yeah. in the sense of um, what the narrative might be, the fact that it, you know, like a stealth shooter sounds really interesting. I love stealth games in general, so those like elements that they were teasing seemed really cool. Um, and it sounds like there'll be some parkour elements too. So going back to the whole Sunset Overdrive thing, mm-hmm. like that could be done really well. Like the really good traversal combined with a shooter in like a Titanfall esque kind of way sounds really good to me. Um, I was listening to our one of our other podcasts, Podcast Unlocked, um, and Ryan called it uh, "Perfect Dark Meets Mirror's Edge," mm-hmm. which um, mm-hmm. combo sounds pretty good. Yeah, for sure. And you're right. I mean, Sunset Overdrive was like a that game is about motion and about yeah. getting around, and it, they did such a good job with that. It's almost like a skate game or something in that sense. Like it'd be really cool to see what they could do with a, a if it is a first person shooter uh, that. Um, you know, it's for context out there. Uh, if you haven't, Perfect Dark is you know a significant series primarily because it was the follow up to GoldenEye. Right. So, so GoldenEye on N sixty four was you know famous for multiplayer and and, and single player came in a little bit. Perfect Dark had just as good of multiplayer, I think, and everybody played it split screen. And the the campaign was so much better. Like mm-hmm. it was just a really That's cool. Cool self-contained story like it's just it's so crazy to think of that being kind of the peak of rare mm-hmm. and then you know Star Fox adventures coming down a little bit perfect art zero coming down a little bit cameo and it's like man rare was at the top of their game they should have been making half-life alex this year you know with, yeah, with a yeah. game that, that was that significant of a shooter at that time but there's a different company now yeah, Perfect Dark was really ahead of its time. Um, the multiplayer was crazy good with the RAM expansion pack in the top of your N64. Yeah. Uh, the campaign levels, like the one that I really remember is the big villa that was like really sprawling and nonlinear and um, had different ways for you to approach things. And, uh, uh, you know, it really ramped up that system in Goldeneye of like the different difficulty levels didn't just make the enemies harder, like it gave you different tasks you had to it's complete so fun. in the levels. I missed that from Assassin's Creed. You used to have perfect sync in Assassin's Creed. And it was like, yep. well, you're going to go assassinate this person, but also, you know, try not to do this and, and mm-hmm. make sure you stay hidden the whole time. Like, I, I like that stuff. In, in, in Perfect Dark, my favorite level was a, it's like a downed airplane. There's like, I think it's Air Force One and it's like crashed. And then you're on the airplane and exploring it. And then you're in like tunnels under it. And it's like all crazy. It's just like such a weird, like psychedelic level. But. Yeah, Sam, you're totally right about the comparisons between Perfect Dark and uh, Goldeneye. Goldeneye was probably more of the like the phenomenon, the cultural phenomenon. But me and my friends played Perfect Dark. That's like the one that we spent yep. all of our time mm-hmm. with. Same. Um, like it's interesting to think that Rare yeah. is still around. Tino's on Goldeneye. What's that? Tino was like, I, I was Goldeneye. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. I was about split. Honestly, like I played a lot yeah. of Goldeneye. It's and interesting Jeff to think that. We played um we played a lot of Perfect Dark because it had bots. So yeah, um, yeah, you know, me and my buddy would like just try to oh, try yeah. to you know defeat all the bots, and then it had the dark bots that were 
terrifying mm-hmm. and turn the multiplayer into a horror game because of how like <laughs> they'd scream around a corner and like headshot you in one second because they were like so good like the best bots i've ever seen in a multiplayer <laughs> shooter yeah um it's interesting to think that rare is still around but they're not making this new one i wonder if there's anyone at rare today that was there when they made <laughs> perfect dark and now they have to watch the initiative make it and they're stuck working on sea of thieves and what was Whatever, the last uh, rare game? See if the, the new the new rare game looks really cool though. The like sort of nature yeah. one that they showed. Yeah, off. yeah, what's that, that one? Have a good trailer. And I should mention, see if these is as popular as it's ever been. Like it's it's yeah, that's true. right now, and that community loves it. And so I don't want to bash rare. I was just kind of talking about their arc of development. Like just so it's just not what I expected it to be. I thought they'd be making the most important first person shooters for the rest of our lives. It's just surprising. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, I've decided to be, uh, although I, I was a little bit skeptical, uh, the more we talk about it, I've, I'm, I've decided to be um, hopeful about the new Perfect Dark. That's what we just did here? <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> I played through, um, you know, I hadn't thought about Perfect Dark in over 10 years, but then when Rare Replay came out, I uh, I blasted through the campaign, and it was very nostalgic, and, um, you know, obviously it's, like, up on the Xbox One, so it, like, felt pretty good to play. Um, like, I'm sure if I were to actually dig out an N64 and play it, it'd be miserable, right? The like, stick makes it impossible. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't so know. How you I don't know how. Games. I don't know how we did that. Okay, that's enough. Perfect dark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, the moment you've all been waiting for. Let's kick off the seventy fifth annual Damy Awards. Um, is that what you guys are going to wear? Well, I was going to ask you, Damon, uh, I I know you got dressed up for the perfect dark discussion. Are you going to step it up for the awards now? (laughs) Now, now I can relax. (laughs) Rip off the bow tie. Yeah. If you're just, if you're listening to the show, I'm wearing a bow tie. Yeah. Yeah, They can hear the strangular, strangulated voice. It's like, uh, it's not clip on, but there's just a band that goes around my neck that clip. Oh, that makes it fancier. You got to specify. It's not clip-on. It's elastic. <laughs> not elastic, I wouldn't say. Anyway, uh, the bow tie is not um, getting any awards tonight. Um, Sam, do you have your, your Slack open? Uh, yeah. You have eyes on your Slack? Okay, yeah. here to uh, present the first award of the evening. Oh my gosh, I forgot we did this. <laughs> I totally remembered. It's, and it's a category that's usually much more stacked than it is this year, but it's best movie I saw... Uh, and I only saw one movie in theaters. And Don't we get to guess it too? A couple other uh, movies I saw. So here to present the award for uh, best movie I saw is Sam Claiborne. Okay, I'm not going to look yet. Why don't I'm we just thinking... open it up to just? Da- why don't you just make it any movie, and then it can be Fellowship of the Ring? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right, I can't guess. Um, okay. You picked three. Yep. One of them, I guess, would have been my guess. Uh, first is Birds of Prey. Hmm. Watch that. I was too drunk to remember it. Uh, Palm Springs, Palm real Springs. fun. Uh, and then Beastie Boys Doc, which I haven't seen yet. The Beastie Boys documentary. It's on Apple it, TV+. It's on Plus. Apple, so I'm going to get Apple to watch Ted Lasso, and then I can watch that as part of it. Yes. Do we, do we make a prediction on what, what Damon picked? Is that sure. how this works? Uh, sure. you, pick, you pick the Beastie Boys Doc. I think it's Palm Springs. I hmm. think Palm Springs because that would be my choice, so. Okay, that's good. Uh, Birds of Prey is the only movie that I saw in theaters this year. Uh, it Whoa. normally would. It, it's not my pick. I'm, I'm giving. I'm just going through the whole list. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that would. Um, I liked it. 
I don't think it would normally be included in my short list of best movies I saw, but I saw so <laughs> few movies this year. Uh, another one I saw was um, Invisible Man, which is good. Mm-hmm. Probably wouldn't nominate it as best movie I saw. So Birds of Prey was fun. Uh, definitely a step in the right direction for DC. Palm, St- Palm Springs is very cute, very funny, but like a lot of uh, straight to streaming movies, I think the screenplay could have used a couple more drafts. Um, and it, so I got to go with BC Boys Doc. BC Boys Doc. Okay. Uh, is BC that Boys. Good? Well, yeah, the documentary is great. Uh, and also just the BC Boys, hugely influential on me, my life, even beyond like music, just like style and um, attitudes. And like they're just uh, amazing, amazing trio of, of people. Uh, I love the documentary. It's, it's a companion to the book that came out last year, which sort of goes through, you know, their, their young lives as, as uh, young men growing up in. New York and just having total freedom to explore the city at all hours of the night without any sort of adult supervision and how they uh, went from just being total, like, you know, being in in like a a hardcore punk band to then really getting into hip hop. Which apparently there's footage of that we're watching right now. Yeah. Shows how they got into hip hop and like they, in order to stand out, in order to get attention, they like developed these like asshole personas and like that was their shtick and that worked well for them but then they grew up as people and like they grew out of that and like they yeah they apologized for it yeah they spent their whole career sort of like uh making up for that and they grew into like very like socially environmentally conscious people it's just an amazing (laughs) story the only gripe i have uh the same gripe i had with the book is that they spent half of the book talking about their lives before they even released their first bc boys rap album uh so i i I guess i just would would want more i just wanted more didn't you say it like followed them on on their like book tour a little bit too much too um what do you mean the book no the the movie i thought like there's like pick them being old a lot in it well i mean that's what the the, oh the move the this this movie is one of their book tour a recording of their book tour yeah yeah. So, so I mean, they're, they're old now. Yeah. And it's them telling their stories. So, so we're yeah. giving this to Palm Springs is what I'm saying. Yeah. Easy boys documentary. Okay. Uh, I, I will say another documentary this year that yeah. embodied a similar, like kids in the eighties being free and doing whatever they want. Um, came out this year was really good. I enjoyed it. Class action park. Have you guys heard of it? Class. Oh, yeah. wait. Oh, yeah, I heard of uh, it. Yeah. That's the one about the, the, um, the, uh, the danger park. Yeah. The, the sea yeah. park. Is it New Jersey? Is that where New it is? New Jersey. Yeah. Action park. And they have the New slide Jersey. that goes upside down. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, the cannonball loop or something. Fascinating documentary, but the overall point at the end of it, um, mm-hmm. also, I also just like, like love theme parks, water parks and whatnot. And my brothers yeah. grew up going to that park, uh, and injuring themselves in it. Um, Whoa. yeah, exactly. Kind of crazy story. But, uh, yeah, I just love like they kind of bring it back in the end to, Kids would just, you know, come home whenever and their parents would be like, okay, see you later. And there'd just be like no, no hold bar. They just get to go out and have that freedom. So similar. Vibe. I got to see that. Yeah. Where good. can we watch that? I think it's on HBO. Oh, cool. Yes, Does it have any cool arcade Max. shots? No. Um, I wonder the, if they had an arcade there. Um, I did. don't think so. They had a giant bar, though, which I had no idea about. What? Like, about the, the kids' water park? park? Yeah, there's there's like an entire and they would hold big events there too. Um, it's very interesting. It's great. <sighs> the yeah. movie can be summed up as '80s be crazy. Yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That sounds like it's relevant to my interests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Good recommendation. The award, the award for the best old movie that I discovered this year goes to Humanoids from the Deep, which mm. is an amazingly trashy. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that Borba has footage of this. Uh, amazingly trashy 
uh, Roger Corman movie from 1980, uh, sort of a, a Jaws wow. Piranha yeah. ripoff. I'll give you an indication of how trashy this movie is. The first kill, the first person killed is a little kid. Uh, and, and then it, what What do the humanoids want? Why have they come from the deep? What do they want? They, uh, they want to breed with us. So that's, uh, uh, it's a schlocky, uh, super uh, ridiculously gory early 80s horror film. I loved it. It's on Amazon. I, Corman in 1980 is a whole new thing, right? I mean, like, he well, he had, like yeah, he'd already been in the 1960s. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He'd already been around for decades. So. Uh, Humanoids from the Deep. That one's great. Okay, Justin, you get the uh, the award with the longest list of nominations. I'm ready. This is this is the award for best TV show I watched. Here to present. Man, so many this year. Yeah. What we do in the shadows. Here yeah. to present the award for best TV show I watched is Justin Davis. Best TV show I watched, and the nominees are Ozark season three. No. Te- Ted Lasso. Maybe. Co- Cobra Kai. Oh, maybe. High mm-hmm. score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Money Heist. Mm-hmm. The Boys season that. two. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, this is a good, this is a good season. For, this is a good year for Damon television. Mm-hmm. Um, Love is Blind. Uh, Shit's Creek. Sex Education season two. Ooh. And What We Do in the Shadows. Okay. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's yeah. ten series. I can't believe I saw ten. I watched ten amazing TV series this this year. What else did is there to do? Did you amazing. see Never Have I Ever? No. Oh I man, I think you'd like. And, and show. T- teen show stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. It's so okay. funny. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, it's I'm, a tough one. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm gonna say Cobra Kai. That's I'm split prediction. between Cobra Kai and ha- what we do in the shadows, but I might say what we do in the shadows. Yeah, I've cycled through what we do in the shadows episodes three or four times now. It's so mm-hmm. so appealing to me. I would hope it would be for Damon, especially with the horror element of it. And we yeah. talked well, about it so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I definitely I, I loved all these shows. I'd forgotten that Ozark season three was this year, um, but I really really like that show. I, I think I watched it in January. Uh, Ted Lasso. I just saw recently on Justin's recommendation, and I super recommend that. Super like feel good. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's great. Um, I liked the high score documentary on Netflix a lot. That was a big surprise. I, I just think the access that they had from people from the in yeah. the video games industry in the eighties and early nineties, especially from Nintendo. I loved watching those interviews. That was great. Money so high people died at Nintendo and when it was such a crazy time in the eighties. <laughs> so many injuries. Crazy. Have any of you watched Money Heist? No, uh, I've never heard of that. It's a Spanish show uh yeah, about it's... like a uh, bank robbery. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's great. It's really, really good. It doesn't take itself quite awesome too seriously. Oh, that's interesting because yeah. the trailer is very. Um, the Netflix algorithm is always putting that one in front of me, and I've never mm. given it a chance. It's so. really good. It knows you, Justin. Yeah, <laughs> it must. I was, I was just, I was a little lukewarm on season one of The Boys, but I really liked season two of The Boys. Oh, uh, that show is stressful, man. Mm-hmm. Stressful, and I like, I appreciate Ooh, all the ex- so exploding, violent. all the exploding blood and guts. It was great. So gory. Love is Blind is nominated with an asterisk. Of course, it's trash TV, but I loved it. It was so the the drama uh, that they rashed up, and that was just great. And that's coming from that's uh, coming from someone who's watched The Bachelor for a long time, and The Bachelor has gotten so like. And who dresses like it's, what's, Yeah, I'm dressed like. Big influence on your style and dressing like the Beastie Boys. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, not much 
not much to say about Shit's Creek that uh, anybody, uh, you know, anyone doesn't know already. The show's hilarious. Uh, I, I super love that one, and it's got uh, the show has a great heart to it as well. Uh, Sex Education is a show that I don't hear people talking about a lot, but it's a British comedy, teen comedy on Netflix, and season two was great. And of course, like you guys said, what we do in the shadows, super super funny. Uh, I, I love that show as well. Um, I but I got for uh, third season. You not only news. that, but the third season is in like the early part of next year. It's it, they're like done they were able to film it. They filmed it last. They filmed it in like January. Oh wow! Okay. Cool. But yeah, I got to give it to Cobra Kai. Uh, I I've sung the praises here on the nice. show many times, but like I just I cannot believe that this show worked. A sequel to the Karate Kid from the eighties, and it's really good. It's like both uh exciting it's got good action and then like really good characters and great drama happening i just can't believe it it's great it's never been, anyway. i don't think yeah. there's ever been like a bigger gap between like how good something is and how good it should be <laughs> like it has no right to mm-hmm. to to be this way and yeah <laughs> um it this is crazy it does what it kind of does what last of us part two was trying to do better in terms of just like uh, making the uh, the antagonist of the original, the protagonist yeah. of the new one, and then well, the, yeah. the hero of the original, uh, Danny is, Daniel is like a real douchebag as an adult. I don't know. Right. Well, we've been set up for that swap too, though. What like do you mean? Years of years of oh. fans being like, you know, he was robbed, etc. Really? Like, is that was that a kind of a, a me- like a like a actual term <laughs> meme? Like that was a thing that like a piece of information that that was around. That's so yeah. Cool. It was a. It was a uh, popularly held opinion and even replicated in How I Met Your Mother through really? Harris's character. Yeah, that's such cool background because that the, means they knew about that and they're like, right. "Let's do something with this." Yeah, he he calls him the real Karate Kid. <laughs> wow, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Whole thing. Uh, a couple others to note. Do you guys remember that Dracula was this year? Yeah, oh, I wow. love Dracula. Yeah, Dracula I mean that was great. Good. Didn't make the top ten. Though. I like I like Dracula episode one. Then it gets really yeah. weird. That's kind of why. I, that's why I didn't. I, I didn't two, nominate it, but yeah, three was cool. I like two, three, two. <laughs> I, I liked Umbrella Academy season two, just not as much as the yeah. movies. Yeah, good characters yeah. in that. Yeah, I really, I really liked Queen's Gambit. We just finished that. Yeah, um, although I, I think it's like uh, exhilarating when she's playing chess, but then when she's hanging out with these dweeby dudes, it's kind of like uh, I, I get a little <laughs> bored them. I like the traveling uh, and the sets. I mean, it's all mid-century. Yeah, that's, so, you know, that I love part of it's stuff, and it's really, yeah. really cool. So I love it to look at. I'm like, yeah. I'm, and I can't. I'm yeah. like, how, how do they even make this show? Like, it just feels yes. like how, how do you do a Soviet stuff? Russian modern hotel? Like, yeah, uh, it's just yeah. it's or Mexico City. It's like so crazy. Just like the recreation of Las Vegas and all that stuff. It's like right. I, Netflix is good at having these shows. Like Queen's Gambit is great, but like they they're good at having these shows that are like mainly just beautiful to look at, and it kind of doesn't even matter what's like happening what it's about um and then finally mandalorian you know i think i'm, I'm enjoying right. it and the, the stuff that they've done I, hopefully this isn't a spoiler to people but what they've done with boba fett i think is amazing um but overall i just think that show is like good not top tier good fun good you know it's finally getting good yeah 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 it's warming up it's it's yeah needs more baby and then um i i love every time there's x-wings in that show <laughs> very rare whenever there right. is it's great they're in there all the time. Um, <laughs> a couple times. They're the cop. They're like they're the cops now. They're like we're gonna cops are here and it's X wings. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's so funny. <clears throat> How do I? Oh, here we go. 
All right, Tino, you ready for uh, the big yeah. award? You get to Ooh. do the big award. Nice. This is the award for best game I played. Here to present the award for best game I played this year is Tina Amini. Did you okay. personally withhold that information in the last episode when we were talking about game of the year and only let us talk about our games of the year? No, I want for this episode. I'm trying to remember if Damon gave it away. Oh, I know what it is already. So I I'm taking it. Thank you very much. You guys <laughs> hold on. Uh, the okay. nominees are Hades, uh-huh. Hunt Down, Panzer Paladin, Streets of Rage 4, Ghost of Tsushima. Hold on, going back. The Eternal Castle. Um, and then finally, Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon 2. And it is, of course, right? Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. What about yeah, Spelunky 2? Yeah, you'll notice I didn't even nominate it. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I did notice. We only had room <laughs> I like Spelunky 2 a lot, but I was a little disappointed with um, how uh, with how many similarities there were to the original game. It wasn't the sort of like revelation that I was expecting where it's mm-hmm. all new. And also came out right at the same time as Hades. And I think everyone was just like, I feel a little bit bad for um, the Splunky team. Mm-hmm. I think just Hades. Yeah, got I can all see that. Love. Yeah, um, took the conversation. Yeah, I really like Splunky too. It's a, it's a very, you know, one could say perfectly put together game, but. Well, then nominate it. <laughs> it's your award. <laughs> because horse. I was, I was, I was, I, I was a little bit disappointed with. Like, look, I it's, it takes a committee of Damons to solve the, these yeah. things. The council yeah. of Damons. <laughs> Hades, we talked about uh, a lot the last episode. Um, I, super impressive roguelike, but I, I find myself looking forward to the uh, the moments in between runs more than the actual action of the runs. Hunt Down is a game seemingly made for me, uh, 2D, a 2D pixel art run and gun shooter with tons of 80s references and uh, like really fun boss battles. Every every level is like very unique and different feeling. Multiple characters have different uh, abilities and weapons. It's great. That sounds great. Streets of Rage 4 uh, is like what companies, these developers that have been around for a long time should be doing when they uh, resurrect their old properties. Like that's, that, that's what... Capcom should have done with its new Ghosts and Goblins resurrection. Did you watch that trailer, Sam? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the ugliest possible version of the Ghosts and Goblins. I mean, some of the monsters look cool, but it just looks... And also, it's like, do I really want to play a game with that slow of a character with a two-hit till you're dead? Like, everything is wrong with that game. Like, it's not what I want to play in a a Monster Hunter reboot. Or, I'm sorry, Ghosts and Goblins reboot. I saw Capcom, (laughs) and I just said Monster Hunter. (laughs) It's a really ugly art style, but I would. Uh, I, I can only imagine. Is. Yeah, I know. I can only imagine what this would look like in like a Dead Cells pixel art art style. Like that sounds amazing. And with Streets of Rage Four, uh, Sega instead of making uh, it themselves, they hired a small uh, indie developer that had a lot of love and passion for that franchise and let them make it, and it turned out great. Uh, the Eternal Castle is a game I was singing the praises of earlier uh, in the year. I, I played it on Switch. It's a, a cinematic platformer with an amazing four-bit art style that's how they describe it uh and it's it's emulating games like um out of this world and uh flashback stuff like that that game is super cool also has great pixelated gore in it uh and bloodstained curse of the moon 2 is you know uh it's very very similar to the original uh curse of the moon did you end up finishing that one sam yeah i beat it or i I definitely got to the last boss I, i think i got frustrated on the last boss yeah, I think that's uh, that's a, that sounds about right for me too. So good uh, though. I really like how you can play how you want with the characters, and then like how yeah. you start monitoring their life their life bar so carefully and getting stressed out about that. It's really fun. It's yeah, like it's, turtles. Oh, I didn't it even mention. Like I, I skipped over Panzer Paladin, but I was going to say that 
the having multiple characters and each of them have um, their own health, but then when the, when that character's health is gone, you have to go on without them. It's kind of like having breakable weapons in a game like Breath of the Wild and Panzer Paladin. Uh, all the weapons have a, a, a their own health bars and they. Uh, can be destroyed, so you always have to think about is it worth using my most powerful weapon right now, or should I try yeah. and save it, even though it's going to make it di- more difficult to get through this level? I, I, I like playing those games in my head, those little meta games, while I'm doing all the platforming and all the other stuff. Uh, but yes, uh, Tina's right. As I said uh, last episode, it's not even fair. Ghost of Tsushima, open world, uh, feudal Japan samurai game, and uh, all they had to do was not mess it up, and they didn't. The game is... <laughs> The game I mean, is so, so good. Another, like uh, Something I didn't get to talk about uh, in last week's episode that I really appreciate about that game is it's, um, you know, there's so many different stances. There's so many different, you know, varied, interesting oh, yeah. side activities that it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like the first game in a new franchise. It feels like something that they've been working on and iterating on for a long, long time. Where like Ghost of Tsushima 2 or 3 would have all this stuff packed into it, but they managed to... Um, you know, they managed to shove it all in their very, very first try. Like, it's amazing. Sucker Punch has never been, um, you know, a bad developer by any stretch, but um, they really, really stretched and, and reached a new height with this one that I, I am a little bit surprised and impressed that they had it in them. Yeah, I am too. I loved uh, goosing my challenge meter or whatever the challenges were, where you'd be like, come out and fight me. And then yeah, people yeah. come out and you can kill like five or six of them by the end of that by just like yeah. hitting the button at the right time. That feels so badass. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love what? the like the one on one duels that you have with like the Ronin around. Like what? you'll come to the pond and he's just there, he's just been there waiting for you. Like who knows how long. <laughs> Meditating. Yeah. yeah, those got better. But at the start of the game, those were really hard. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the challenges, the loud challenges are, are, are like an interesting tension because because uh, then they stop you from doing stealth. Right. Yeah. So it's like yeah, every absolutely. single time, every single time I'm ever trying to like take over a castle or, you know, whatever, uh, I have to decide, like, do I want to try mm-hmm. to stealth it or try to just knock five of them out right now? For sure. Mm-hmm. Although I think you and can like run meters. away. Yeah, I think you can run away, get them to not be aware and then run back do the challenge. <laughs> can you do the bush hide? You go to the bush for a little bit? Where's as your honor? <laughs> it was it was gone as soon as I decided to go the stealth route. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. We've been over this. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Maneater, uh, the open world uh, shark game. Uh, that I, I had a lot of fun with that super janky game, um, but uh, very very fun, enjoyable. And I when I think back about, about that game, my like emotional response is how your shark. The shark uh, is like uh, you. It mutates over time and develops like uh, this, like bone structure. This exoskeleton that grows over its skull, and its eyes glow red, and its teeth are like all like they're like. I mean, they don't. They're not like uniform. They're like they're like really like evil looking. So I just I remember how like evil my shark looked because uh, uh you know a human I think hunt or fished his mother uh and he grows you know the whole thing is like you start out as a tiny little shark the more you eat the bigger you get and you're just going to eat all the people in the world to get revenge for your mom uh, man these cyber psychos yeah. um and then desperado 3 is a game that i spent a lot of time with uh this year that's a uh strategy game from the guys that did um shadow tactics uh blade of the shogun and it's really good the it's more of a PC game, but they got it to work pretty well on PS4. And the level is like really long. It takes hours just to complete one level. So I spent a lot of time with it, but I, I, I didn't finish it because I think uh, Ghost of Shishima came out and uh, 
I, I moved on with it. But I had a lot of fun with Desperados 3. And then a game I just started playing last night, Monster Train. That's going to be oh, like, yeah. Monster Train is awesome. And that really? Was, uh, Monster yeah, Train is really good. Well, you're not going to like it, Sam. It's a, is it it's a card, card game? It's a card game. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, a card okay. game, but like people that like Slay the Spire, uh, mm-hmm. Borba, if you're listening, uh, this is like, it, it could be like the next Slay the Spire. It's, it's really, really good. And it's, ju- it's different enough to stand on its own, I think. Would you agree, Justin? It's really great. Um, I, I, I love it and can't recommend it highly enough. I do think Slay the Spire, um, Monster Train sort of shunts you into a few different builds. And I think you have more flexibility in a game like Slay the Spire. Like Monster Train's good for like forty hours, whereas Slay the Spire is like a four hundred hour game if if you want to let it be that. Are you on a train with monsters? Is this a literal game? Yeah, yeah you're yeah, defending I'm... the train as monsters invade it, and the train's going through uh, the circles of hell. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just hit Game Pass, um, so it's on Xbox now. So I checked well, it out. Actually, you you are the monster train, and you're defending it from angels that are trying to stop you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. Check. Okay, the final award of the evening is uh, the best joke I heard this year. The best dad joke I heard this year, I should specify. Whoa. Oh boy. Okay, so the first runner-up is, um, remember the joke I made about the chiropractor? No. I made it about a week back. <laughs> Here we go. No. <laughs> <laughs> Our second... Runner up is uh, I finally got my dream job at the guillotine factory. I'll be heading there shortly. (laughs) Hearing these, by the way, what's up? Where are you hearing these? Like in casual conversation? I cannot reveal my sources. Oh, Uh, I see. (laughs) The best, my, my favorite dad joke that I heard this year uh, is um, a guy tried to sell me a coffin today. Mm -hmm. That's the last thing I need. Fair. Thank you, everybody. Thank I, I, you. Hey, just so everybody knows out there, we're going to pipe in the laughter. We couldn't muster yeah. it ourselves. So uh, we yeah. got our producer on the line. He's taking notes, and he'll get in the yeah. laughter there. With claps and laughter, yeah. Well, to be fair, we all made facial expressions. Yeah. But the that laughter the will be... the week back one, nobody even reacted to that one. If um, that one took me a second longer than, I, than I'm willing to. Well, I'm clearly willing to admit. We were already on joke, <laughs> we were already on joke two before joke one landed. Yeah, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> no, I was Because ge- I was genuinely trying to rack my brain. Like, yeah. oh, I forgot something Damon said. <laughs> um, Damon, I, oh, do we have to pick which one wins? Oh, no. I, the, the coffin one is my favorite. Oh, really? That's, okay. Yeah. That's the one. All right. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in to the 75th annual Damie Awards. Congratulations to all our winners. (laughs) It's weird that we do these 12 times a year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's see. Before we wrap things up, um, what do you guys, do you guys know, who knows what the most read article on IGN was this year and not not like a wiki or a guide what was the most read so that's so rude that's the rudest article. thing you've ever said oh and it's how to buy a playstation 5 that's exactly right where to pre-order a playstation 5 but i know what number two is now because it just arrived there and it's the cyberpunk review um and it just, just announced another review yeah. it must just yeah, be for a month it? because my next question was going to be what do you think is our most popular review and as of today as of this taping it's not cyberpunk Yes, what, did, what did we we saw it was just gonna pass that's the thing it was like it yeah. was just gonna pass Avengers. it'll probably it was Avengers, Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh that's right yeah that's right we yeah super that. weird but yeah. as you know I what that, out, everybody stopped caring about Avengers after that review went up 
Well, yeah, and to be fair, it was like you know an in progress thing, so we replayed that's it right, the yeah, other yeah. Time. yeah. Oh, that's that's a good that's a good point. Yeah. That beta went out well in advance of of the release, so I think that's why. Yeah, we have yeah. a few. We had a few more. Uh, we have a few more review follow ups for Cyberpunk two to add in there. That's true. Um, yeah, uh, the, in gen next gen. By the time this episode is out, Cyberpunk will probably have leap, leapfrogged over Avengers. We, uh, what I run at IGN is our commerce business and, and pre-order business and the P- PlayStation Five. Like it's unbelievable. You still can't find one anywhere. Like it's getting, it's still very, very hard to find both consoles. But the Xbox actually, it actually stayed in stock for like five or ten minutes yesterday. Where it's like PS Five is still just like you know blink and you miss it. Um, that's that's pretty significant that you could buy the Xbox that easily yesterday. Yeah, for five minutes on Amazon. So, <laughs> so um, easy. Well, but like, it, <laughs> yeah, well. it happens in drips and drabs, right? Like, it'll be 10 minutes next time and then 20 and then right. eventually. Yeah, hopefully. Eventually everyone will have one. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 that system's worth getting right now to play Cyberpunk on, according to Damon. Orba yeah, says better. some PS5s actually just became available during this taping. Yeah, wow, they um, they went up on Best Buy and Walmart yesterday and today. So um, <laughs> every single one that's sold is just one less person that's on the hunt for it. So if you're one of the people that are still trying to get one, um, you know, follow IG and Deals on Twitter and we'll hook you up. Ugh, those bots, though. Am I right? The uh, That PS5 pre-order article is not only the most page views of the year, but it's the most page views since we switched our analytics platform three or four years ago for a single article. Wow. And I can tell you guys what the biggest guide page was that that wasn't, there's a bunch of guide pages that were more popular that weren't written this year, but the one that mm. was written this year was an animal crossing one. Mm. I, I know one and two, cause I looked them up not an hour ago. Animal the crossing. first one was all villagers. So that's what just, is, that, that's so actually that, a surprise to oh, me. A list of all the villagers. Yeah. yeah it's, it's you like can, a, um, you can boot villagers out of your, out of your Island. So some mm-hmm. people will like nag their villagers to leave if they want a preferred villager in. And, pe- and people came, became really dedicated to get cert- certain villagers. And then there's these cards you can use to scan in villagers for ones you wanted. But those sold out immediately at the head of the pandemic and never came back in stock. They're just one non-existent. The last, that was one of the last pictures I took pre-pandemic. Where well, we office. spread them all out on the floor. Yeah. 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 Some say they're still there. <laughs> they, they were they there for a long time. <laughs> maybe two months ago. They were there yeah. all summer long. I went in, got some, and used them. And then the second most popular page is Fish List and Fish Locations and Times. So those are the those are the most popular 2020 game or yeah. wiki, wiki guides? Yep. Everything else is a cheats page from lots of different games, just like going back through history. GTA 5 Cheats and Secrets. I yeah, was just the, gonna say there's a bunch of GTAs in there. It's not just that, San Andreas, a bunch of other stuff. The Sims. single the single most read page on all of IGN in 2020 is uh GTA 5 Cheats and Secrets. Same as it has been probably since 2013. Mm-hmm. People um, just cannot memorize these cheats. <laughs> <laughs> but the most popular 2020 game, uh so like the, oh, the game yeah. that got the most page views from like all articles, reviews, uh previews, and the wiki is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Cool. That's unusual. That yeah. that game ended up being a very popular guide game, just like people loved using the guide for that. So I'm sure that added up, but that's earlier part of the year. People went crazy for our coverage of it too. Well, that cyberpunk our, uh... guides are starting to pick up as oh of- yeah. You know, launch. So we'll see. I have no question. Yeah, Cyberpunk is just going to be a a megaton once it works for everybody. Until uh, until uh, Mario 3D All Stars blew it out of the water. uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake was the game that IGN Deals saw the most pre-orders from too, as well. Mm -hmm. 
that was so cool that when the 3D All-Stars was taken off and everybody's excited, but then people were pretty disappointed by that launch. Yeah, it's the Nintendo. I I I don't. I, it's the only available for a limited time thing. That's the only mm-hmm. thing I can attribute it to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, does anyone know what the most read news article of the year is? It, the answer might surprise you. Okay, the third cyberpunk delay. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's a. I bet it's one of our science stories. Yeah, I think it's the asteroid stories. almost hitting Earth one. I I I, I omitted those. <laughs> I, <I'm, laughs> was I, asteroid yeah. almost hitting Earth? The, the yeah, line? that was it. But I, I was it so I, I should specify the video game, the most read video game news story of the year. This is an asteroid scoop. Um, <laughs> is it the uh, uh, ACO playing, um, or watching doing yeah. the Twitch stream? No, it's no. Microsoft no longer selling 12-month Xbox Live Gold plans ahead of wow. Xbox Series X launch. That's it. That's it. That's I the most. I was thinking like article. Microsoft Bethesda, but no. I know it's really. Yeah, really... that was a pretty big story, right? That was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number two was a mother recovers the twenty thousand dollars her son secretly spent on Twitch donations in seventeen. Oh, days. that was that was a crazy one. That had a good ending, right? They were they restored the money. Oh, that's that is the story. You said that was the recovery yeah. one because we covered yeah. the first part of that, which was son spends twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then number three was PS 5s controller, the DualSense revealed. That was really the good. controller instead of anything about the console or games or anything. But yeah, well, that, they were really they cool. were more willing to talk about that first before the console. Yeah, uh, the controller yeah, was revealed fair. first. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um. Wow. Okay. So then, looking into twenty twenty one, it's a little bit slow going right into the year uh, in terms of new game releases but are there any uh sort of uh, any, any games that are coming in 2021 whether they have a release date or not that you are looking forward to tina my, bra- my brain's not damon, working can, can you guess mine damon uh in 2021 wow could wow uh, is it um god of war 2 or ragnarok no um it's it's, we've talked about a particular theme that we may share in our current game of the year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's either open world or it's Tokyo, Japan. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, Ghostwire Tokyo, Japan, but yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo. Ghostwire Tokyo. At least cool. one of the games that I'm looking yeah. forward to. Yeah. Looks trippy as hell. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a couple um, trailers for the game, and that's this um, the Evil Within team, right? Uh, I yeah. believe. Shinji Mikami. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sam, how about you? Can you guys guess what mine is? Uh, uh, one of the games came out this year and I loved it. And it, I think it got a little bit snubbed by our staff because it was short, but it was really, really good. And it was too scary to play for a lot of people. A short, it's scary. Coming game out with a year. sequel next year? Yeah. Although short the sequel, scary. the sequel is four games later. Resident Evil Village? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, because I loved yeah. Resident Evil 3, and I, I thought that was a really great start to this year. I love 2 and 3 remakes so much, and uh, yeah, Village, I'm so into Resident Evil. I mean, I, I'm more into the the behind the 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 person games, third-person games, but yeah, yeah, that's definitely my number one. Justin, how about you? It's an interesting question. I might need to look at a calendar. I mean, the most anticipated game in general is overwhelmingly Breath of the Wild 2. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know that we're actually going to get that next year. I hope we do. Um, that and maybe a maybe a fully functional and patched cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, I think well, I have one that we all share. Yeah. Yeah. It comes out on next gen. Yeah, it comes out on next gen this year. So I haven't tried to get a refund for the <clears throat> PS5 version, so I have it on PC and PS5, or you know, the PlayStation version. And so maybe I'll just leave that PlayStation version until it's all patched up. 
I don't know if anybody's as excited about it for me, but I think play it and give it a try. But I think Lord of the Rings Gollum is interesting. Yeah. It's a Lord of the Rings game that's coming out. Yeah, I'll be interested yeah. to see how that turns out. No, nobody cares. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> going to wait yeah, for the we'll reviews see. on that one. Can yeah, there are a couple we'll see. Before we break, can I share a cute story? Uh, yeah. Yes, you can. You may. Um, me and my older daughter, who's six and a half, um, she's really like a switch has been flipped. And like I've, to- I've talked about on the show before that we play video games a little bit together, but she found them really frustrated and didn't have much fun. But like now she's familiar enough with controllers and stuff that like a whole door has been opened and we can play all kinds of games together. And um, we've been playing Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> and uh, oh, she, she just calls it Sneaky Goose. She's like, can we so play cute. Sneaky Goose? Mm-hmm. And, um, and then like it, they patched in this two-player mode. And so we're both these different geese just honking at people and ruining their day. And now she asks to play like Sneaky Goose just in light, like around the house. She just wants to play <laughs> it. And um, she makes me, she doesn't know that this is what she's describing, but she makes me have like uh, an NPC. She's like, go stand over here, count mm. to five, and then turn around and go over here and count to five. And she's like, and I'm going to try to sneak behind you and like grab things and like <laughs> untie your shoes. And like, then she made me have these like keys sticking out of my pocket that like she had to try to steal my keys. And he's broken down the level design. Good for her. Yeah, yeah then, for real. Then she, then she pretends to be a goose, her and her sister, and then and then and then after about five minutes, it just becomes them um, screaming and honking. And, well, um, if you um, if you need another Christmas gift for them, you should totally get them a goose costume. Is it? I didn't know those existed. <laughs> anything? Come on, type anything into Amazon; it exists. <laughs> goose costume? Hell yeah! Yeah, except for um, it's very cute and wholesome. Except she takes, she's like, now I want to bite the people, and I'm like, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think the goose can do that. Like, yeah, you can only honk in the game. Yeah. I'm like, he's mischievous. He's not like evil. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he just wants the, the, those bells. You yeah. do bite things. You can bite and drag things, but you can't dr- bite people, yeah. as far as I remember. And um, and that's also an example of Game Pass getting me, by the way, because we started the, you know, it's on Game Pass, and that's why we were playing it. And um, on December fifteenth, a couple days ago, it was taken off of Game Pass, and so then I just had to buy it. <laughs> like, really. Which you know, whatever they got buy games all the time, but like but that kid pressure, yeah, that's the kid pressure. that'll do it. And that's yeah. also, I'm sure that's the stats that like Microsoft shares with developers, right? It's like ah. be on Game Pass a while, and then you know your game sales will mm. increase, and it's like it completely worked on me. Whoa, I never thought about the the after purchase thing. Yeah, yeah, they sell. I, I'm positive. I don't know that this is the case, but I'm positive that they they share stats and it has a halo effect on other platforms, like the the Switch. Sales probably mm-hmm. increased, and then when it's taken mm-hmm. off a of Game Pass, their sales probably go up. Uh, and that brings us to Video Game 20 Questions, and our suggestions this week come from Nick. He says it's only fair to send off 2020 with not one, but two rounds of Video Game 20 Questions. It's only 2020 once. Let's double the exciting action. Video Game Boy. 2020 Questions. I don't see how far we... That. Yeah. Yeah. Can we do it in four minutes? That's why. That's why I shared my anecdote. I'm meeting. We're playing twenty questions. Well, we we have to play twenty questions. Okay. Okay. Uh, It's 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 the law. Let's get Uh, into it. All right. Let's get into it. Let the questioning begin. Is this first game on current generation consoles? No. Did it come out Uh, before two thousand? No. Ooh, did this game come out on the previous generation of consoles? 
PS3, 360, or what? Yeah. Is that yeah. what you're calling previous? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I guess. For so. now. For now. Yes. Yeah. It did. Okay. Uh, is this an exclusive? No. Is it part of a series? Yes. That's five. Okay. Uh, was this game developed in Japan? Yes. Is it an RPG? Yes. Whoa. Okay. Was this game made by Square Enix? Yes. Uh, is this a Drockway game? Sorry, Tina. No. 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 Is, um, it was it... is it a Final Fantasy game? Yes, that's 10. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't okay, know them okay. from that era. Yeah, I mean, is this one of the main line? Is this, is this game titled Final Fantasy number after that? Yes. Okay, so it's got to be it's got to be thirteen, right? Does this game star lightning? No. I mean, I guess it could be fourteen. Is this game an MMO? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Is this game Final Fantasy fourteen? I just want to remind everyone that if you're wrong, you lose. Oh boy! <laughs> what are you? Doing? It's not eleven. It's not Final Fantasy eleven. I don't understand what you're doing to us right now. Um. You can guess fourteen if you if you like. It's an MMO. Like what? It's not. Did you say yes? It was an MMO. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it came out on that generation. I mean, I don't think fourteen came out on those those consoles. It came out on PS4. Absolutely. I. I, This this is three. Played it. Three. Three. Yeah. Oh. Is that eleven then? Maybe it is eleven. Well, I don't know. It's not (laughs) fourteen. Yeah, because twelve came out on that that era of stuff. Okay, so did this game come out initially? Come out and be extremely poorly received, and then get completely re- reworked and relaunched to a, to significant critical acclaim? Uh, no. Is it Final Fantasy XI? Yes. Fifteen. I didn't know what the answer to that question was. Yeah, Final uh, Fantasy fourteen came out, and everyone hated it, and it was terrible. And then it was the first well, example I can ever think of of a game, you know, like they took like two years and rebuilt it and relaunched it, and everybody loved it. We have one minute. All right. Yep. Yeah, we can't. Final, Final Fantasy XI uh, originally came out on PS2 and PC in 2004, and then was uh, came out on 360 in 2006. Okay. What's it, does everybody have a hard out? Yeah. Everybody has a hard out. Only okay. Tina told me at the at the beginning. I'm sorry. We just Everyone's, let her take the heat. Yeah, exactly. Everyone else flew under the radar. <laughs> I didn't even check until okay. it popped up 15 minutes ago. Okay, and then I guess that's all the time we have. <laughs> We can do it over uh, Slack, and we can send this guy the results. So yeah, send them to Nick in IC. Okay. All right. uh, that is all the scoops that we have for you this year, I'm afraid. Thank you so much for hanging out with us all year long. Uh, we're going to take uh, next week off to have a little break, and then we're going to come back uh, with brand new episodes of Game Scoop in the new year. Thank you to Justin. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Sam. Thank you to Borba, always working behind the scenes. My name is Damon. This has been IGN Game Scoop, and we're out.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.